At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hour three of the nightcap. We've got Utah and the Clippers wrapping things up early fourth quarter. Utah with a 13-point lead over the Los Angeles Clippers. That game closed. Utah as a, I believe, a two-point favorite at home. Let me double-check that. As a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, I beg your pardon. That game in Los Angeles. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. So far tonight, we've seen... Brooklyn win, not cover, against Detroit, 130-123. to 123. Dallas win and cover against the LeBronless Lakers, 128-110, a triple-double for, uh, for Luka. Chicago win and cover on the road at Washington and Milwaukee. And a pick em. beat Philadelphia. Hell of a performance from Giannis tonight. Had 40 in that game as the Bucs win, 118-116. They are now a half game back of Miami for the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. Huge showdown tomorrow night in the Eastern Conference with the Heat taking on the Boston Celtics. Right now, Boston was a five-point favorite down to four and a half. That gentleman right there, Sean King. We just had some NFL draft conversation. Everything you said is true and makes a ton of sense. I think that Willie Quills goes to Carolina. Absolutely. I mean, that <laughs> list tells you that in spite of the historical precedent. They keep doing the, it. Yeah, they keep doing the same thing. And it's not like they have wiggle room. That's the thing about Carolina is they have no wiggle room. And, you know, everyone's going to say, well, you could trade down. Well, you need a dance partner. And then what happens? Now, Atlanta there at eight, Seattle at nine, Pittsburgh's looming. Do they go up and get their guy? I. It is... Very, very interesting. Matt Rule feels like he's for instance, let- dead man walking a little bit here, heading into year four, or excuse me, year three. He's won five games in his first two years. Uh-huh. I it needs some juice. He needs some excitement. For for instance, yeah. and, and this is to put an exclamation point on what I just said. Take Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. With the eleventh pick in the draft, they selected Justin Fields. Matt Nagy wasn't going to keep his job with Justin Fields as a quarterback. He just wasn't ready. Oh, the Matt, Bears aren't good enough Andy around Dalton, him. Andy Dalton, it was his time. So, you know I'm not a big Andy Dalton fan. Right. But watch this. Guess who was taken with the subsequent two selections behind Justin Micah Fields? Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons and Rashawn Slater. 
So if the Bears take Micah Parsons and just let Andy Dalton play quarterback and then take a younger guy later that they can develop, guess what? They're probably in the playoffs based on how the NFC shook out. Micah Parsons was that good. Rashawn Slater started every game protecting Justin Herbert. So I'm just saying, like, this is, this, is, this is like when you start talking about, okay, we need a quarterback, but we draft the wrong one. This is also what you're bypassing. I, I, and, and I get it. I totally agree with you. Right. But also, I bet you there are Carolina people. Now, Justin Fields didn't have the big year that I think some people were expecting. I thought the buzz of him was a little too ridiculous. I didn't think he was ready to play. But what did they do at nine, Carolina? They picked J.C. Horn. Who got hurt. Right. I, I really liked him, but he got hurt. And I'm not saying it's yeah. his fault, and I'm yeah. not saying that they made a bad pick, but now it's just, hey, we got this corner. I thought he was on the certain level when he and got he drafted saw, ahead of them right and I thought having eight, having been there in the, in the offseason yeah I mean he was gonna start he was making plays and, and then he got hurt but he was gonna be in my opinion have a certain kind of impact same size guy same conference you know so same kind of you know fabric that you were getting same talent I want to know who this year's Jason uh, JC Horn is because I want to make some money because uh, he would came out yeah, of he did. <laughs> nowhere. Looks like Trayvon Walker, but I think the cat's out of the the bag on that one. Seems like everybody. But he would have been, you know, someone if you could have kept in your back pocket. You okay? You were laughing at <laughs> Yeah, you were laughing at me yesterday. Yeah. Can you break down those quarterbacks? First? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that we're going to do on the nightcap is we're going to go through some of these positions and, and break down, you know, based on my evaluation. Whoa positives and negatives, you know, about some of the players today, tonight, I should say, we're going to do Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh quarterback, and we're going to do Malik Willis, the Liberty quarterback, and then we're going to compare them based on five different categories. I'll give you what I think their draft grade should be, but i also tell you where I anticipate they will be selected. So if we start with Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh quarterback, 24 years old, so this isn't the NBA where 24 is old. That's, you know, plenty young enough. Measured six foot three, 217 pounds. Now, let's put into context Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was in his fifth year at Pittsburgh. Right. He had played in all five of those years. He was forced into duty his true freshman year at Pitt late in the season because of an injury. Actually led Pitt to a win over the uh, Miami Hurricanes. So this isn't a guy that sat the bench that came and played as a fifth-year player. Here's what's fascinating about Kenny Pickett. His first four years at Pittsburgh, he threw 36 total touchdown passes. <laughs> he never threw for 3,100 yards in any of those years. And 19, 20, and 21, Mark Whipple was his offensive coordinator. So this wasn't a situation where he was changing systems. It just took him that long to really learn the system, develop, and be ready to play. Now, in 2021, he threw for 42 touchdowns, 4,319 yards. So it all came together. So when you see things, and I just like to put context on it, because when you see that, okay, he broke Dan Marino's, you know, all-time touchdown pass mark at Pittsburgh, a lot of it came in one year. So 36 total touchdown passes in four years, 42 in his fifth and final year. So he's a kid, if COVID doesn't happen in America, he doesn't get the fifth year. Mm-hmm. 2020 is his last year, and whatever happens, happens. Maybe he gets on a roster and, and he develops late. But I only put that out there because this is the main reason that I don't think Kenny Pickett is ready to play day one. It took him three years in Mark Whipple's system before he finally mastered it and got to the level where he could perform and produce at a high level. And so to think now that he's going to go up a level in a new system to a team that probably isn't going to be great around him, and perform at a high level day one, I, I think, you know, based on what he's done at the level previously, that, that's not something that's going to happen. The things I like about Kenny Pickett, for a guy that's 6'3", 217, he's a plus athlete. You saw the run against Wake Forest where he faked the slide. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a kid that can run, but he's not a runner. And by that I mean this, the most yards he's ever rushed for in a year at Pitt is 233 yards. So he's not a guy that uses his athleticism to leave the pocket and run, but where he is elite is his functional mobility. And by that I mean his ability to slide in the pocket, to avoid the rush, to extend plays. He does a tremendous job of that. Out of all the quarterbacks, and we're only doing two tonight, but I've watched them all, 
He is the best on-the-run thrower of them all. Some of the throws he makes to his right and his left are just tremendous. So he seems very comfortable. Now, when I'm evaluating the quarterback, that means two things to me. One, he's extremely coordinated, and his athleticism matches up with his ability to push the ball. But it also means that he sees things better when you can isolate as opposed to seeing the big picture. And by that I mean that's why I think it took him to the third year in the system before he's really productive. Because when you watch him play, and here's my notes, he's a repetition progression quarterback, will need time to learn and become comfortable in a pro system before being ready to play. When I watch Kenny Pickett, he does not react. He simply goes through what his progressions have taught him to do. So on this particular play, I'm supposed to go one to two to three. Regardless of what the coverage is, his footwork, his fundamentals, that's what he does. A guy that's truly grasping what the defense is doing and reading the field and understanding where the components fit, he's reacting to what he's seeing on defense. And it's not a bad thing to be a progression guy, but it also means it takes longer to create that muscle memory so that when you get in a chaotic situation like live game action, you can actually produce based on your body just going through the progressions. That's another reason I don't think Kenny Pickett is ready to play year one. He actually throws a really good deep ball from a ball location standpoint. One of the things I believe, every deep ball that's overthrown or thrown out of bounds is incomplete. Very rarely when he throws the ball down the field is it not catchable. So I like that about him. The thing where he struggles is if he has to drive the ball down the field, has to fit it into a tight window. He has a good, not great arm. That's something maybe he can get better at. But right now, when you look at the college film, he doesn't demonstrate the ability to really push the ball down the field, but that's okay. Not a lot of guys have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes-type arms. We, we, those guys are unicorns. Um, awareness. Sacked 29 times. It's fourth in the ACC. ACC, in a lot of ways, is a passing league. As I broke down the sacks, a lot of them are for, and maybe in this system they don't throw hot routes. Maybe they don't have built-in answers and a lot of these sacks it does look like he has opportunities to get rid of the football and find completions uh, he does his blitz recognition isn't elite so he gets away with it sometimes because of his ability to avoid the rush and then find completions on the run but he's not a reactionary player right now at quarterback we're okay I'm getting too strong I know that I have a crossing rock route coming from the weak side back strong I automatically dump the ball off and that's something that coaching not having to go to class he can improve upon but this is why I think Kenny Pickett's a talented player, but I do have a second-round grade on him because I don't think he's a plug-and-play guy. It took him three years to really master Mark Whipple's system at Pittsburgh. Only had one year out of five that he played where he really was elite from a production standpoint. So I think in the best interest of him, he needs to go somewhere where they're not going to change systems. They're going to give him, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator time to grow. And I think potentially in year two, probably more likely year three, you could actually have yourself – a starting quarterback that can help you win games in the National Football League. All right, I got a couple questions on Kenny Pickett before we turn our attention to Malik Willis on the other side because that's the other quarterback that you broke down. But, yeah, I think if you look at his numbers and how they just drastically improved, I have some questions for you on that jump this year and how much does it involve wide receiver that he was throwing He's to really good. and Jordan Addison He's really who was good. the Bolitnikoff winner. So more on Kenny Pickett from Sean next Stick around. It's the nightcap here on Beast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to continue our uh, Sean's, not our, Sean, uh, his breakdowns on quarterbacks just did some Kenny Pickett had a couple follow-up questions for you mm-hmm. and the first one being you know the knock on Mac Jones and now revisionist history Tua the guys he got to throw to right you know Tua got to throw to Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs Jalen Waddle uh, and then Mac Jones also got to throw to Jalen Waddle Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy so you see this drastic jump from Kenny Pickett's production, as you talked about, uh, over his collegiate career, where he really didn't do much of anything his first four years. And then this year was, you know, gangbusters, 42 touchdowns. Jordan Addison won the Bolitnikoff Award this year. He's really good. The nation's best receiver. He's a sophomore. Yeah, he's really good. So of the 334 passes that he completed this year, now the bowl game might throw this off a little bit because Addison played. 100 catches for Addison. That's roughly a third of his, his passes were completed to Addison. 42 touchdowns. 17 of them were to Jordan Addison. When you evaluate this quarterback, how much did it help to have Jordan Addison? And does that, I don't know, that put any blinders on him? Because you think about Josh Allen, everyone said, well, his production wasn't there his final year. But then you look back and he didn't have anybody to throw to. Malik Willis, who we're about to get into, he lost some of his best players heading into this year. So how much did that benefit Kenny Pickett this year to have an elite receiver to throw to? And does that hurt him at all? Well, I just think when you look at college football now, any of these guys that are putting up big numbers, they generally have uh, elite wide receivers. True. You know, you go back to Joe Burrow, who's the number one pick yeah. three years ago. He's throwing to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. <laughs> so, I mean, are those guys good? Yeah, yeah. Clyde Zero was hilarious. No, was running fair. back. So, I mean, like, I'm, I wouldn't hold that against Kenny Pickett. I think more so what it says is it kind of illuminates the fact that I said it's the reason I don't think he's a plug-and-play first-year guy. It took him a while in Whipple's system, and then the year he really exploded as opposed to having to fulfill read or do all these, like, nuanced, you know, identity, you know, kind of things regarding coverage. Hey, this play is designed to go to Addison. Look over here, throw to Addison on the crossing route. You know, he's running a return route. Fine. You know what I mean? He's yeah. running an option route. So that helps. You know, but I'm not, I wouldn't take away from Kenny Pickett because, you know, a lot of these guys have great receivers, especially when they're good programs in college. Final thought on Pickett before I move to Willis. The interceptions go down, right? You see him every year. It's, it was like nine, nine, and nine. And then it goes to seven. Mm-hmm. And he's passing more. His numbers, as we have a, a graphic there. So he threw more with less interceptions. What led to him limiting the interceptions. I mean, the productions is wild to see from 13 touchdowns to 42, but the number of interceptions goes down and the completion percentage goes up by 6%. Well, here's what's interesting. As I've been doing the deep dive on the quarterbacks, 
the interceptions across college football have grown down tremendously. You know, so I don't know if it's that guys aren't getting a long enough leash to throw a whole bunch of interceptions or if all of a sudden defenders in college can't really catch. But <laughs> the, 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 start, the guy that threw the most interceptions in college football last year threw 16. Wow. So, right. So it's gone way down. So I think a lot of it has to do with teams are very comfortable playing multiple guys at the position. I think because there's so many screens, the tempo is so fast in a lot of programs, you know, the ball's getting pushed on the exterior, you know, of the offense. So they're not having to throw the ball across the middle and in the coverage. But, you know, I, I do like that he went down on interceptions. That's always a good thing, you know, but across college football last year, I'm telling you, the guy that threw the most at 16. All right, let's get to Malik Willis. I think this is a player that so many people are fascinated about. He's got He's been the talk of the draft process, really, Sean. And uh, give us your breakdown on Malik Willis. So Malik Willis is 23 years old. He's a year younger than Kenny Pickett. He uh, played his first two years collegiately at Auburn. When Hugh Freeze left, what was it, Ole Miss? Ole Miss. And went to Liberty. He came to Liberty with Hugh Freeze. Uh, if you can't see the graphic... He played 23 games at Liberty with uh, Hugh Freeze. Um, interesting, interesting. Let me start with the pluses. Tremendous personality, unbelievable demeanor. Everyone that I've talked to around National Football League absolutely loves him. He just is one of those kids that people want to like. You know, sometimes you have a guy, he's not a bad guy, but like, it's just something about him. You know, I'd rather not go to dinner with him. I'd rather not hang out with him. Malik's the opposite. He's that guy, man, listen, if Malik's around, I want to be around. He makes you feel good about yourself. He carries himself like he feels good about himself. And he's just somebody that I think teams would want to have in the building from a personality and demeanor standpoint. And you're like, what is King talking about? Well, a main reason that Baker Mayfield's not in Cleveland is because in a lot of ways, he's that guy that turns people off. It's not, doesn't mean he's a bad person or it's malicious, but it's just how it comes off. So, Malik's the polar opposite of that. He's a plus athlete. I mean, he is a tremendous athlete. He's rushed for over 800 yards in both of the last two seasons. Compare that to a Kenny Pickett, who's never rushed for over 233 yards. So Kenny's functional mobility is elite because I said he's a plus athlete as well. Malik's a runner. His, his ability to run the football and to make highlight real runs is unbelievable. I actually wrote this in my notes. I said, I can put together a 2020, 2021 in-season and postseason, meaning combine, pro day, highlights, and you would think this is the most spectacular prospect to hit the <laughs> National Football League in the last decade. Like, that's how good his good really is. Like, when he does something spectacular, it's a joy to watch. I mean, there are times when that arm talent jumps off the screen, throwing the ball across the field, you know, making a, a deep ball that's right on the money. I mean, he will wow you. But guess what? I have a low second-round grade on Malik Willis, and I'm about to tell you why. Kenny Pickett, 29 sacks. I just told you Malik Willis is this unbelievable athlete, right? Highlight reel. Guess who led the NCAA in sacks? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. He was sacked 51 times. And we're talking about Liberty. Now, I know they stepped outside the conference and played Ole Miss and played Syracuse. But that whole schedule is not that daunting. And for a guy that has his athleticism, when you look at the film, he holds on to the football way too long. He really takes time to decide sometimes where to go. If you disguise pressures against him, you know, he doesn't always recognize it and it leads to sacks. So that's extremely alarming. If you'd have told me Kenny Pickett or or Mac Jones was sacked 51 times at Liberty, I'd be like, okay, Mac Jones can't run from here to the bathroom. By the way, the bathroom in circle is not as close as you think. Faster than Aaron Oster, our producer. But for Malik, a guy of that athleticism, to get sacked 51 times, it really gives you pause. In his two years at Liberty, neither year has Malik Willis thrown for 3,000 yards. Hadn't thrown for more than 27 touchdown passes. Just to put that into context, there are 18 quarterbacks in college football who threw for 27 or more touchdowns in 2021. That's the most he's ever thrown for in his career. There are 34 quarterbacks in college football who threw for 3,000-plus yards in 2021, something he's never done. And I create that context because in the college football space, guys are throwing for 3,000-plus yards and 30 touchdowns. And yet you have a guy who people are talking about drafting 
in the top 10, some people say in the top five, that's never done either, it would give me pause because it goes back to what I mentioned previously. If you're the head coach of draft, draft Malik Willis, you're probably not going to be the head coach that's there when Malik Willis becomes a winning quarterback in the National Football League because I think, and here's what my note says, super talent, but extremely unrefined from a production and definitely developmental standpoint, meaning he needs to be coached how to play the quarterback position. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to hold against him, you know, what he's been exposed to, but he's not ready to get into a huddle blast. Why? <clears throat> Excuse me, I almost choked. <laughs> blast, why bunch right? F counter motion, 72 crisscross, why swing, X out. Hey, if we're getting a uh, strong pressure, guys go 98 bunch crunch, bunch crunch. Anything weak side, want to go 200 jet smoke, hard three, hard three, ready? Like, that's a lot. But that's the verbiage that exists in the National Football League. And you have to be able to verbalize it, understand it, and then go out and produce. And so because of the system he was in, because of the fact that he wasn't productive at the college level throwing the football, I think it's going to take time for Malik Willis to become an elite player. And the one thing that we've seen in the National Football League, the head coach that drafts a quarterback that needs time, guess what he doesn't get? He does not get time. Last thing I have for you before we go to break, Malik Willis threw 12 interceptions on only 27 touchdowns. There are only seven quarterbacks in all of college football that threw more than 12 interceptions. So it doesn't seem like a big number. When you put it in context to what his peers are doing in the game of college football, it's a lot. So he's a guy, if you're going to draft him, you better be ready to have patience with your head coach, with your offensive coordinator, and with your quarterback because it's going to take him time. He may end up being a superstar, but it won't be right away. That's Sean King, former NFL quarterback. Great breakdowns on Pickett and Willis. I got some follow-up thoughts on Malik Willis to throw at Sean and what landing spot would make the most sense for these two particular quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, the Clippers are right in this game against the Jazz. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft, folks, is here in Las Vegas, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans and Michael Lombardi, of course, a former NFL GM. Mike Pritchard was a first-round pick. Sean King, gentleman's hits to my left, just heard his breakdowns on Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, his Super Bowl champ. They'll give you insight as well. We'll have great insight, too, from Brent Musburger, the legend, as he will give his best draft bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the Masters, the start of the MLB season, and the NFL Draft. For only 19 bucks. head on over to VEASAN.com slash spring. So I got some follow-up questions as we just heard uh, Sean's extensive breakdowns of both Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. But real quickly, because this is the nightcap and we got games to just keep a close eye on, the Clippers are winning now, Sean. They are. They, they took the first lead of this game with three minutes to go in this quarter. They have outscored to this point, Sean, the Jazz, 37-21 to 21 in this fourth quarter. They were down 18 at the end of the first quarter. They were down 13 at half, 12 after the third, and now the Clippers are up four on the Jazz. Paul George, in his return, has 33 points Six three-pointers, just had a big assist to uh, Luke Kennard, your Duke guy, hit a big three. And Does this surprise you? Paul George also has five steals. Does this surprise you? We saw this last year in the Western Conference playoffs. Same thing, Utah melted against the Clippers. That's why I think you might have mentioned it just in passing. I will never trust Utah yeah, in the I did last year. I had two futures never. bets to win it all. I had Utah in the West and Milwaukee in the East. And I will never, ever... Side with the Utah Jazz again. I don't know. Just won't do it. And I even like Carl Malone and John Stockton. So I don't know why I went back there anyway, but I was like, okay, Gobert's playing good. Donovan Mitchell's having. You got the trade for Conley. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, never again. So this does not surprise me. They have, uh, you know, give the Clippers credit. And I don't know what the uh, the in-game odds were, but, man, you could have got yourself. They should change their name to the Utah Tent Folders because that's exactly <laughs> what they do. They fold their tent when it gets hot. Well, Jeez. they're going to lose here. Lou Williams just buried a free throw. I think there was a technical called. 
Uh, so the Clippers up the Clippers. five. Yeah. For Clippers. What a nice. Uh, we need somebody from L.A. to be relevant <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. If you're if you weren't with us, uh, the Clippers or sorry, the Lakers lost tonight. And because of that, they have now dropped out of the play in. Uh, so that is uh, that is where we stand. All right. By the way, before you start, I yeah. got to give this plug. If you have not started watching Winning Time on HBO Max, it is tremendous. It is tremendous. It is tremendous. It's the story of Jerry Buss and when he initially purchased the Lakers and how they transformed the forum and the Los Angeles Lakers into what we now know as the Lake Show. So as the Showtime Lakers. Yes, it is worth watching. It is tremendous. Yeah, it's uh, it's really well done. I haven't watched the most recent episode. I started watching it. Yeah. I'm going to go finish it's that good. tonight. It's yeah, it's, really good. it's tremendous. All, All right, right, so you had questions for me about Malik. Yeah, so we've we've done Kenny Pickett, we've done Malik. Let me just give a couple ask you a couple questions on Malik Willis. So what in your opinion led to the increase now there was an increase in touchdowns. There was an increase in pass attempts. From, t- from 20 to 27. From 20 to 20. 20 uh, from, as we showed the statistics for those of you watching, for mm-hmm. those of you listening, completion percentage went down from 2020 to 2021. The number of passes went up, but as you can see, the games went up as well, and the interceptions went up, as did the passing touchdowns. But it to me, it feels a little bit like Josh Allen from his sophomore to his junior year, where Josh Allen never really had a high completion percentage, but was more effective, more touchdowns, more passing yards, and then the numbers dropped in his junior year, the year that ultimately led to him being the seventh or whatever he was to the Bills. Um, how big of a red flag is it, in your opinion, that the interceptions went up, the completion percentage went down, Sean, from his junior year to his senior year. Or is when you it look at the film, he's just being sloppy with the football in 2021. Like these interceptions are just, I mean, you makes you scratch your head. He's trying to do too much, throwing the ball in the coverage. And again, 2020, it was the COVID. You know, weren't fans in the stands. You know, things were kind of really insulated, uncertain. Who's going to be playing for who? He had a chip on his shoulder because here's a guy coming from Auburn that had like a small role, but he couldn't get on the field, you know, in any kind of extended playing time. Uh, The kid that just went to Oregon, you know, was a starting quarterback there. uh, Bo Nix. Bo Nix. So he's playing behind Bo Nix. So he goes to Liberty. He wants to prove that he's a guy who had a good year, made some good plays, but – Came back now with expectations. Now people are gunning for you. You know, instead of rushing you, people are hope, you know, containing and making you sit in the pocket, have to make throws. You know, they kind of had a chance to really see Hugh Freeze's system. He's running the system without the elite personnel he had at Ole Miss. So, you know, a lot of things factor into it. You know, but again, if you're talking about drafting a guy in the top five, none of that should matter. Like, you know, the production should be there. You know, the the games that are outliers where they play power five teams, Syracuse, Ole Miss, he should look like the best player on the field, and that wasn't the case. I'm not saying Liberty should win, but I'm saying he should. Like when Michael Vick in Virginia Tech played Florida State in that Sugar Bowl, Virginia Tech's roster wasn't nearly I mean, it wasn't anywhere near Florida State. I think out of Florida State's 22 starters, I think like something like 16 of them were drafted. But Michael Vick, outside of Peter Warwick, who had a tremendous game, but Michael Vick looked like the best player on the field. I didn't get that sense this year when Liberty played Syracuse and they played Ole Miss. And that's the odd thing, because in 2020, they beat Virginia Tech. They did. They beat Coastal Carolina. And almost beat Virginia, right? They beat Syracuse. They almost beat NC State. NC State. They had one loss, and it was by a point to NC State. Again, so, that's the COVID season. So who right. all is playing for those other programs? Sure. There's some asterisks. But they went on the exist. road, and I know there was no right. fans and all that. But you know, I thought he played a spectacular game in that bowl game against Coastal Carolina. He threw for a ton of yards. He run ran for a ton of yards. That's why the 2021 season was a little head scratching, right? They they lost to Syracuse on a Friday night. Lost to Louisiana Monroe, which can't happen. You know, they got obliterated by a handful played of teams. Played a good Army team and looked played bad. 
You know, uh, again, and to keep so, in context what I'm saying. Yeah. If I'm the head coach of an NFL team and we're thinking about taking Malik Willis, I almost need my owner to, like, sign me another contract. Because uh, you say Aaron owns a team and, you know, me and you are having a conversation. It's like, hey, you got to talk to Aaron. Like, Malik's not ready to play right now and we got to win. So I don't have a problem drafting a guy that I think can – because people forget this about Josh Allen. Year one, Josh Allen threw 10 touchdowns and 12 picks. I know. He wasn't the Josh Allen that we think right now. Year two, he only threw 20 touchdowns and nine picks. It was year three where he really jump. started to take off, but it was because Buffalo had patience. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to draft Malik Willis, my advice is, okay, you have to go into it with your eyes wide open. If it's Carolina and Matt Rule, and I think Mr. Tepper has to understand, okay, that means we're probably not going to be very good this year. And it also means we're probably going to waste another year of Christian McCaffrey's prime. So what do we do with him? You know, so that's the other thing. Okay, where are our current stars in their career arc? Because if I got a bunch of guys that are on the back end of their prime, I definitely can't go with a developmental quarterback because by the time he gets good, they're going to be old. So a lot goes into the decision. And I think his good is so good that if you want to take a shot on him, I get it. But it has to be with – the context and understanding from an organization, from the owner down, that, okay, this is a three-year deal. So I'm not going to judge the head coach or the coordinator or anybody in the building for the next two years. We're just going to continue to get better around the young quarterback. We're going to let him develop. We're not going to be worried about him making mistakes. We're not going to be worried about losing games. This is all about year three. If you draft Malik and that's the approach you have, then I think it's going to be successful. But if you draft him, and the head coach is under pressure midseason. It's going to be like Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. It's a reason that Matt Nagy said Andy Dalton's the starter. Matt Nagy knew he was playing for his job. He knew Justin Fields wasn't ready to go out and win enough games for him to keep his job. You know, so you don't want to put Malik Willis. It's unfair to him in that situation. Do you see similarities to Josh Allen with Malik Willis? Where you played in a lesser conference, the numbers weren't great, but everything you heard about Josh Allen was, Huge arm, mm-hmm. great athletic ability. Now, Josh Allen's bigger. He's yeah. like 6'5". But there are some he's similarities. A, he's a tank. The only difference is I don't think people were in, as in love with Josh Allen as they are with Malik I agree. Willis. I agree, but he their personalities, top 10, Right, though. their personalities are different. Right. Josh Allen has that cocky confidence, and it works because he's really good. Mm-hmm. But it probably turns some people off. Malik's more of the everybody loves guy. There's nothing wrong with that. So I, I could see him even going higher than Josh because of the intangible aspect as well. Let's just get to uh, on the other side. By the way, the Clippers won. Overcame a 25-point deficit and won tonight, 121 to 115. Sorry to anyone who had Jazz uh, at a pick. JVT's happy. That's a rough one. Couple more thoughts on these two quarterbacks on the other side. What is the best fit for them? Do that next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it on home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. The Clippers completed a 25-point comeback tonight <laughs> as they beat the Utah Jazz 121-115. to Utah closed as a two or two-and-a-half-point favorite. Actually opened as a slight dog. Doesn't matter. Uh, Arash Markazi has just tweeted this out. The Clippers are the first NBA team in the past 25 seasons to come from at least 24 points down four times in one season. And uh, the Clippers, the cardiac clips, get it done tonight. What a win. I don't know what they were uh, on the live line, but it was probably was pretty nice. First game this season for Paul George, or I guess this calendar year, 34 points, six assists, five steals, hit th- six threes. Utah tent folders. That's my name. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. It's been a great hour uh, here in Sean's analysis on Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Once again, that's a unique part of the draft is, you know, I feel like if your team ends up selecting one of these quarterbacks, you're not going to feel great about it based off of your breakdowns. Not for this year. But that said, we got to teams are going to potentially overdraft them. So let's just look at these two, uh, the, the two top quarterbacks head-to-head and uh, kind of give your check marks on, on who you would take, uh, who do you think is, is the higher-level prospect? Well, for simplicity's sake, I just break it down into something that's easy to see for, you know, for those watching or easy to explain you know, for those listening. So there are five categories um, as we wait for the graphic to get put up. Okay, uh, with arm talent, ball location, production, athleticism, and tangibles. So arm talent, Malik Willis gets the checkbox because he has a transcendent arm. Doesn't matter the weather, doesn't matter the environment. If it's throw it from this point as far as you can or as hard as you can, he has the edge in every way, shape, form, and fashion, not just against Kenny Pickett, but against 80% of the current starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. It is undeniable how talented of an arm he has. But the next category is ball location, and the check mark is with Kenny Pickett. Much more accurate in the pocket, on the run, consistently puts the ball in a position where guys can run after the catch. For every great throw that Malik makes, he makes a throw that just leaves you scratching his head. Was he even throwing to that particular receiver? So there is not a lot of consistency yet with Malik from a ball location standpoint. Production. You know, we got into earlier, Malik's never thrown for 3,000 yards, never thrown for over 27 touchdowns. Kenny Pickett's coming off of only one season, but a season singular that he threw for 42 touchdowns and 4,300 yards. That was an outstanding year. He was ACC Player of the Year, uh, deserved that award. So he's shown that he can produce at a high level. Not saying Malik Willis can't, but when it comes to throwing the ball, as of right now, he hasn't done it. Athleticism. This is interesting because I think they're both plus athletes, hmm. but they utilize it differently. So the check mark goes to Malik Willis. He's run for over 800 yards in both of the last two seasons. He has a spectacular runs. If he gets in the open field, he literally can go all the way. But he, get, he got sacked 51 times. So there is a disconnect between my athleticism and utilizing it in a, poly, in a positive way that exists. Kenny Pickett, on the other hand, has never rushed for more than 233 yards in a season. He's played for five years. 
at Pittsburgh. So he doesn't use his athleticism to run. He can, as evidenced by the Wake Forest game where he faked the slot. Right. For a 6'3", 220-pound guy, basically, he's plenty mobile enough. But his is more to move in the pocket, to extend plays. He throws great on the run, as I mentioned earlier. But I still give the checkbox to Malik Willis because he's elf, elf, uh, elite. Not just athletically compared to this class, but athletically compared to the guys currently starting in the National Football League. I mean, athleticism-wise, he's on the Lamar Jackson level. Like, he's that dynamic when he does decide to run the ball. Intangibles, I give it to Malik. He's likable. People like Malik Willis. You know, he's the kind of kid, no matter where he's drafted, he comes into that locker room, people are going to like him. They're going to gravitate to him. You know, he's just got that smile. He's got that personality. You know, I'm not saying he's going to become Magic Johnson in the NFL, but Magic, even as a rookie, you know, that smile, it, it emanates when he goes in a room. Like, people gravitate to it. You know, Malik has that same personality. You know, Kenny, Jersey kid, you know, grew up, you know, him and his buddies going to, you know, Jersey Shore, hanging out, you know, playing in the street. He's got, like, a little more of an edge to him, and there's nothing wrong with that. But – I still give Malik the edge slightly in intangibles because sometimes when a team can't decide, they draft the guy they like. When they think the kids are com comparable from a talent standpoint, the evaluation is very similar, they go with the one they like more. And, you know, I just think Malik is going to win a lot of these battles head-to-head. -head. So ultimately, Malik Willis came out being a better prospect. He won three of the five categories. But I still think and it applies to Malik and Kenny Pickett. If you're drafting them in 2022, I wouldn't expect them to be – playing above average football as your starter until at least late 2023 and most probably the 2024 season. So to sum things up here, and and they're going to go higher, and this isn't a knock on your grades or anybody else out there because they're going to go higher than their grade because right. that's just the nature And this of the isn't beach. about where I think they're going to be exactly. drafted. This is my 100%. evaluation. 100%. Yes. And that's, that's you know what anyone you hear out there, they're going to be similar, I think, to you because – that's just what, what they are. What would be a good situation? We'll start with Malik Willis. What do you think would be a good situation? For Pittsburgh. If some kind of way he ends up in Pittsburgh because he'll go in. Uh, Trubisky's going to be the starter. He won't be under any pressure. The head coach has the best job security outside of Bill Belichick. And based on the organization, he has as you could put him and Bill Belichick on the same platform from a job security standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, the Steelers organization, that's how they do it. Belichick's accomplishments, I mean, you're not going to fire Belichick. So, to me, the Steelers would be a great location because the coach can take his time with Malik Willis. He's not worried about the owner whispering in his ear, we drafted him, I want to see him play. You know, why isn't he playing well? You don't have to, you know, have all those ancillary factors that sometimes, sometimes impede a young quarterback from, you know, his best opportunity to be successful. Another place where I think he'll be fine is Atlanta. And he probably will play right away in Atlanta because Marcus Mariota hadn't proven he can stay healthy, but Atlanta doesn't expect to win. It'll be him and Kyle Pitts kind of growing up together. You know, Calvin Ridley has a sit-out issue. You get Calvin Ridley back. You know, they could kind of build it from the ground up. But then you just get worried about his confidence. Mm -hmm. If they're too bad, he gets hit too much. Does he get gun shy as you're trying to develop him? But, you know, my number one destination as far as, like, what's best fit for Malik and the team would be Pittsburgh. What about Kenny Pickett? <sighs> See, this is an interesting one. You know, um, I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. If Kenny Pickett can some kind of way fall to a team like the Colts, who have a – legitimate number one starter in Matt Ryan, so there is no quarterback competition. And the reason I put that above teams like the Eagles, you know, the Seahawks, you know, those kind of teams, because Drew Locke expects to be the starter in Seattle. So if they take Kenny Pickett, there's always going to be this underlying tone. You know, if he goes to the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is a starter, but there's going to be this underlying tone. If he goes to the Colts, you know he's not playing the next two years. It's Matt Ryan. He gets to learn from a guy like Matt Ryan – He's a more athletic version of Matt Ryan from a talent standpoint, not as productive as Matt was coming out of Boston College. But that would be the situation where I think, okay, three years from now, Kenny Pickett shows back on everybody's radar. He's learned the system. Frank Reich isn't going anywhere. He's doing a good job at Indy. He's in the same system for multiple seasons. He really understands it, knows it, has good players and talent around him, and he could really flourish. 
Actually, I would love him to go to Indianapolis. It'd be I great feel. for Kenny. Yeah, it he'd would. be disappointed because all these kids want to. How high can I go? And I get it because the higher you go, the more you get paid. But it's also about, in my opinion, the best fit because the second contract is the big contract. Before we wrap things up, we got a minute to go. The odds right now for Kenny Pickett to go ahead of Malik Willis plus one seventy five for Kenny Pickett. Malik Willis is minus two hundred. First quarterback selected. So, put that in context. Plus 175 equals an implied probability of 36%. Is there a better than 36% chance in your eyes that Kenny Pickett could go ahead of Malik? Absolutely. 100%. If you're just going based on the 2021 film, so after we get through all of the pomp and circumstance, combine pro days, and teams go back and look at the film again, Kenny, Kenny Pickett's 2021 film is better than Malik Willis' 2021 film. That may be enough for a team to convince themselves that Kenny's ready to play right away. All right, that's going to do it. That was uh, that was great uh, to break all those down. Thanks to Eric Eager. Thanks to JBT. And uh, thanks to Jamie and Christian. Really good stuff from him breaking down uh, the matchups in the Final Four. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Scott Seidenberg up next right here on VEASAN. Before you... Before you... Before you... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.